0: Parashas of Yishlach tells us a very sad story of Dina, who was kidnapped by Shechem and forced to live with him. And he tries to make a deal with Yaakov and the Shvatim to allow him to marry her, and they trick him and the whole city into performing brismila, and upon the third day, when they were at their weakest, Ru- Shimon and Levi kill out the whole city, and they liberate Dina. Now there is then an exchange that goes on between Yaakov Avinu and Shimon and Levi. And that's what I want to focus on today because it's fascinating and it actually has a very important chenach message in it. So Yaakov Avinu is dismayed. He tells them, Yaakov Yaakov tells Shimon and Levi, You have uh, muddied me. You made my situation very difficult and unclear. You've made me evil in the eyes of the people of this land. And they're going to attack me. And Shimon and Levi replied to, to Yaakov, "Hakazeina yasa sacheseenu." Hakazeina, the way Rashi translates this, is hefker. Are we going to make our, our, our sister hefker? We're going to disregard her and, and, and abandon her and not care about her, and that's it. That's the they get the last word as far as the Torah is concerned. They, Yaakov Venus says his issue; they say theirs, and that's the end of that exchange. But Yaakov Avinu doesn't forgive Shimon and Levi, as we all know, and in Parshas Vayechi, when it comes time to give out the brachas, not only does he not give them a bracha, but he rebukes them, and then seemingly even does the opposite of a bracha, a klal. So what happened over here? What is this disagreement between Shimon, Levi, and Yaakov, which Atayah recorded giving them the last word? And what did Yaakov think about their argument? Did he, why did he reject it? And what could we learn out of this exchange? The Mefarshim, beginning with the Rambam already, uh, then the Ramban and others, they try to figure out what's the rationale, like what was the justification of killing out a whole city of people. And each one has their own opinion. The Rambam says it was because the Bnei Noyach have an obligation of dinim. They have an obligation to set up a judiciary system. And uh, Shechem flaunted all law and order over here. He stole and he forced a woman to, to live with him against her will. Uh, and nothing was done. And uh, on, the op- on the contrary, they all supported him, so therefore they were Chayav Misa because of that. The Ramban, this week's parish, disagrees and he says that's not what it was, and it was because they were Ebedev Zara, And different some take different approaches. So there's no question that killing them had a justification. There was, there was, you could find in Shulchan Aruch an explanation and a rationale why they were Chayav Misa and why they were liable for the death penalty, and that was fine. And that was not what Yaakov Avinu and Shimon and Levi were arguing about. What Yaakov Avinu told them essentially was, you may have been justified in killing them, but look at the bigger picture. You created tremendous repercussions with your actions, and there's going to be reprisals from the rest of the nations who inhabit this land. And Rashi explains even further that the nations of the land of Eretz Yisrael were aware that HaKadosh Baruch had promised that Avinu and his children Eretz Yisrael, but they thought, okay, many generations is when they're going to eventually get Eretz Yisrael. It's not going to affect us, which was true. But now, the Yaakov Avinu, and killed out a whole city, they said, oh my gosh, it's starting now so they all geared up for war and according to a medrash which is recorded in sefer, a sefer called Sefer HaYashar, it's quoted by Naraman there was a tremendous war that actually took place at this point and they attacked Jacob Avino, and he only escaped by the skin of his teeth so to speak it was a very very uh, it was a great war and it required a great battle and Jacob Avinu needed all the help he could get so it had tri- serious repercussions what they did and this is what Jacob Avinu tells them so what do they answer to that what kind of answer could you give to that right that's that's why well, they didn't seem to re- consider the repercussions? So, now Yaakov Avinu didn't plan on abandoning Dina because he agreed that the Bris should take place. His plan was they'll be all weak and we'll recover Dina. we'll rescue her, but they're not going to murder out the whole city. He would not have an ab- he wasn't planning on abandoning her. But Shimon Levi said that's not enough. We can't just rescue her. We have to stand up for her honor, her honor. If we would just rescue her and not administer any kind of justice, then she would be given the status of Hefker, like a Zaina, like a woman that nobody cares about, a woman who says, okay, she deserves it. She will lose all, uh, all respect and all, all status and all value. She would feel like nothing. But Yaakov didn't accept this answer. Why not? So in Parashat Vayechi, when Yaakov Avina rebukes them, we see two interesting points with shed light. On this exchange. And this safe this is so a safer uh called Ben Melach by someone Rabbi Mintzberg, who lives in to And he says a very beautiful thought that gives us a little bit of an insight of what's going on. So Yaakov accuses them, number one, of adopting Esav's practice. He says, You went and murdered out a whole city. Klei Chamas you are have kind of you've you've stolen Esav's uh, profession. You murder. Aesav, that's what Esav does. You murdered. So he's he's accusing them that the uh, There was something of murder over here when you went and killed that the whole Shem. And then he decrees that they're going to be scattered out throughout Eretz Yisrael. They're going to be scattered out. Now Yair explains what exactly that means. It means like this. Shimon became the resident Rebbe <laughs> of Klal Yisrael. Shev and Shimon were the Rebbeim, they went, and therefore they had to travel all through Klal to teach the children. They were all over all over the Shratim. They were the people who were appointed at teaching the children. And Levi also had to scatter throughout Klal Why? Because Levi was the Kehanim and the Levim, and they had to collect Truma and Meisra, Meisra, right? All the, the, the gifts that are given from the crops. So they had to go from field to field to field all over Eretz Israel to correct. And essentially what they were doing, besides gaining those Trumas and Meisras, was giving Klal Yisrael a zchust they're giving them a merit they're giving them the ability to support the Kehanim and the Levim who are the servants of Hashem and also Shimon was given the job of being Seferim the Sefer they would write Seferi Tirah and also again have to spread out throughout Israel, um, distributing it now this is a fascinating thing when you think about it the person who's accused of being akin to Esav having uh, murderous qualities is given the job to be the rebbeim of all the children of Kali Yisrael that doesn't sound like such a great idea Right? What, 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 why would that be appropriate? So the sefer says, and he says wonderfully, he says, what happened over here was like this. Shimon and Levi exhibit, exhibited a fire and a concern and a responsibility for the individual. That's what they did. They said, L'dina is going to suffer, and we can't let her suffer. It doesn't make a difference, the bigger picture. We don't care about everybody else. Here's an individual who's going to suffer. If we leave her and abandon her, she's going to feel abandoned. Her honor is going to be trampled on. She's going to be like a Zaina and she's going to lose all respect and all chashivas and everything. Ha-Kazayna Yaseh We can't have that happen. And Yaakov said, no, we have to consider the bigger picture. There's too many negative repercussions. It's, it's, just doesn't, it's not justified. There's going to be reprisals. We can't do, you can't do something like that. And Shimon and Levi said, no, you can't abandon her. You can't overlook the individual, even for the sake of the bigger picture. Now, Yaakov accused them much later that he said, the fact that you came to this decision, it's true. The, the, the value of an individual is tremendous, but the severity of bloodshed is, is huge. A Jew just doesn't go killing people. That should give you pause, to, that, that there was a little bit of esav in you if you had the ability to just shecht out a whole city, and it didn't stop you, that itself didn't stop you. So that was his, his issue with them. His issue was, how could you just do that? How could you just take into your hands the lives of so many people and shecht them out for your ideal? But the underlying emotion that motivated them, that was gold. The fact that they had such a cure for the individual, the fact that they were willing to say, I don't care about anything else, I take responsibility for the individual, I take responsibility for Dina, I can't let this happen to her, that was a golden quality. And Yaakovina said, we're going to apply it in the way it should be applied. You are going to become Rebbeim, because that's who should be a Rebbe. Someone who's willing to give up everything and take full responsibility, give up their life for the sake of the individual. That's where this quality is going to be utilized. And you, Levi, you're going to give up your own comfort, you're going to have to go truck around all of Eretz Yisrael, give up everything essentially just for the sake of being mezaka all the people in kliyas Israel, being mezaka others that is the way you're going to utilize this midah and that way this midah is going to come to its fulfillment and to its and, 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 toward, and, and that's why the Tyrus stresses what they said they were wrong essentially Yaakov did not agree with them but the emotion was a golden thing that we have to learn from we can't overlook the individual Yaakov said that's, that, that, that's, that's not the way that wasn't the correct decision in this case and the root of the problem was what Rashi says in the beginning of the story, which is, So the two sons of Yaakov, the brothers of Dina, Shem and Levi, took their swords. So they're given like, there are two ichus over here. They're, they're attributed to Yaakov and they're attributed to Dina. What, what's the need for that? So Rashi explains, we're calling them the sons of Yaakov in, in a form of rebuke. Your sons of Yaakov, Avinu, why didn't you ask him for advice? Why did you go take this upon yourself and act as if you're not his sons? If you're his sons, you should ask him advice before you do it, not after the fact. And that was the real problem, the root of the problem here, was that that they did this act without consulting with Yaakov Avinu. And that, what Yaakov Avinu told them, is essentially what parents do for children. The advice that parents give children is based on our, the ability to see further than a child could see because of the life experience, age, wisdom, and we can understand and see through a child's motivations and see what's really behind this, and we can give them that perspective, and a, and a parent won't be afraid to tell that to their child. So they lost out on that. They lost out of that longevity of vision because they didn't consult with Yaakovino and their own emotion, their own fire, their own their own tra- character trait, which was so so valuable, uh, overwhelmed them, and therefore they they took action in that, in that way, whereas what they should have done is sought advice, and sought advice of a parent who can give you that bigger picture look, that bigger understanding, how everything has to pl- work together and how everything plays into it and what this will do to the rest of your character traits. And unfortunately, the nature of children is that they don't want to hear beyond what their overwhelming emotion tells them is the right thing to do, and that was the Machlekes between Shimon, Levi, and, and, you know, obviously this is just a slice, a tiny little fraction of what we can understand of these tremendous people. But it's just something that clearly the Torah is coming to teach us. And the Torah, again, records their response even though they don't end up being justified because the response is a correct response, essentially, which means that that emotion is right. It's not a wrong emotion. It's not a wrong motivation. is something that should motivate everybody. We have to care about the individual. And when there's a bigger picture, it's unfortunate, and we have no choice. But nonetheless, the individual has to always be valued, appreciated, and we have to dedicate our, our lives to helping even an individual, even at the expense of our own comfort. Have a good night and a good shower.